You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and what follows is a conversation between an extraordinarily talented vocalist. Her name is Marcella Bovio. She's in a band that hail from the Netherlands. Their name is Mayan. The reason for the chat was to promote Mayan's brand new album for 2018, Diana. Let's have a listen to what Marcella has to say. Here we go. Hey, how's things been going? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good, good. How's the conversations with the Australian media types been going for you? Have we been treating you well? This is the first one I have, actually. Uh-huh. I have a whole Australian uh, extravaganza tomorrow, but this is the very first one. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, I, I hope I start things off well for you then, that's for sure. Great. All right. So I've been listening to this album, and I, I think I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly, but I'm going to give it a go here. Dayhana, is that right? Is that how you say it? Well, I, to be totally, totally, brutally honest with you, I, I, I don't know myself, but I know that Mark pronounces <laughs> pronounces Diana. Diana. So I'm going to go with that. Okay, yeah. there you go. Well, <laughs> there's an awful lot happening on there. I wrote down a few things that I felt were happening, and every time, that's this is how I listen to music, especially when I'm listening to a band for the first time, I think, okay, this is what it reminds me of. And then with your stuff in particular, I went, no, it doesn't quite sound like that. It sounds like this. So here's what I came up with. It sounds like right. a meeting point between Thorion, that wonderful band from Sweden, some New York death metal in the vein of Emoliation, that fantastic band, and also Devon Townsend. Devon Townsend, that's the music that cool. I heard the most, actually, through it. But how would you describe it? Well, also, I, well, I think we've been using this very convenient uh, genre description called symphonic death metal, and I think I kind of like that because it comprises a lot of these things that 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 you've described there's also there's also some proggy things mm. and i think uh, uh, um, that that tag also is very permissive when it comes to the things that you're allowed to do or not mm. and i kind of like that i know that we like uh this thing that we all have in common that we like music to be complex and to be challenging and uh yeah. well that's what we made <laughs> yeah we well, have yeah and the other thing that it really struck me, the characteristic of the music was very symphonic. It was like a Hollywood blockbuster soundtrack. So think movies like The Mummy and Indiana Indiana Jones. So would you describe or would you go so far as to say that Mayan is a concept band? I think so, because, um, you know, this is the first album where I am involved fully as a member, but I know that even in the past, you know, Mark always has this vision um, you know, around an album, and this is also the case. This, it's, there's also a very strong concept, uh, you know, about um, meditation, being in mm. the present moment, the power of being in the present moment. So most of the songs, well, basically all the songs can relate to that topic. And I think, uh, you know, all of us being uh, big fans of symphonic music and music scores and and and, and film soundtracks. Mm that the two concepts really like bonded very well together, you know, because it made the music very, very majestic, if I may say so myself, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. And um, so even though it's also sometimes very heavy and very, very death metal, there's, there's always a very, you know, very majestic part to it that I think fits very well with the, with the lyrics concept. Yeah. Excellent description. That's really nice, actually. Yeah, well, they're lucky to pick you up, the band, I must say, because you've been doing what you've been doing for an awful 
awfully long time at this point. So the interesting thing that I noticed about you is it is for it, well, it's it's interesting specific for you though. You're a, you're a teacher, okay? Now, yeah. Do you find that the other members of the band does the teacher come out of you in? Does it like? Do you present yourself as a teacher occasionally without realising it in the studio? Does that make sense? So people are doing something thinking, no, no, I think you should do it like this and then a teacher of you comes out? <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I think um, we're with five singers in a band though. It's kind of mm. <laughs> amazing. And and I have to say, I think they all excel in what they do in, in a way that is just fantastic. You know, we have we have George Oswald, who's like a legend on grunts uh, in the Netherlands mm. and, well, basically everywhere. And what he does, he does fantastically. And we have Laura McCree, uh, and she is a fantastic opera singer. So, um, you know, everyone really excels at what they do. But I have had one at time when we were on tour uh, last April and May. And Laura and Mark left for a couple of days to go to her brother's wedding. So when they came back, they were like totally devastated from the party. <laughs> so she was having a, a, bit of, a bit of a hard time because she couldn't sleep. And for singers, sleep is very important. So uh, I gave her a few, a few tips like, well, maybe, you know, because you're not well rested and maybe you can try this and this. And, uh, and it helps. So that made me happy, you know, that I can kind of like help also a bit you know when someone yeah. is in need yeah i imagine it would be excellent gosh i'd love to be in a band actually with a with a singing coach or a vocal teacher because then that would help me out a lot so so i think they're pretty lucky to yeah. have you in the outfit and uh, <laughs> but the, the other interesting thing about you is you're actually uh mexican by birth so what was your journey from mexico to the netherlands what, what brought you over there well, um, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with Arian, with Arian Lucasen's uh, opera project. Oh, I've but, heard of it, yeah. Well, well, it was back in 2003, which might also give away a little bit my age, which I don't like. But anyway, back then, um, he right, has this huge opera. You're probably the same age opera. as me, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Child of the 70s. But, yes. um, uh, <laughs> so, I, I, well, Arian is basically like this big prog, uh, rock opera project that Arian Lucasen has. And the one of the particular things about it is that on every album he has a bunch of different singers, you know, from all over the world playing different characters on, their, mm. on, on his albums. So back in 2003, he was working on this album called uh, The Human Equation, and he came up with this idea of giving someone unknown the chance to play one of the roles on this album. So he asked people to send over CDs, and a friend of mine in Mexico, he told me about this, and I'm like, oh, come on, I'm not going to send him my stuff. He's not going to like it. He's like, come on, do it. So I eventually mm. did. And he ended up picking me up for the project and flying me over to the Netherlands. And we recorded together in an album where Devin Townsend, by the way, also has placed a little part. There you go. So for me, it was like <laughs> a dream come true. And basically, one thing led to another. We had a great time in the studio. We ended up writing another album together uh, as a different band, a band called Stream of Passion, uh, which I've worked uh, with for, uh, for quite a few years. So eventually, it all... Uh, uh, yeah, it all made more sense for me to to move to the Netherlands, and I've been here for for ten years now. Ten years. I'm looking at your resume, and there's an extraordinary list of accomplishments there. Really, you've been in a number of bands, but the quality of those bands is outstanding. So, what inspires you? Thanks. What motivates you? Because I imagine it would be just as easy for you to go back into teaching and doing that full time, but it is hard being in a heavy metal band, and we all know that. 
But what inspires you to keep on doing what you're doing with metal? Well, you know, for one, I, I can't stop. You know, it's it's like a drug. I've I've been playing in bands and playing live for for quite a few years now, as you've seen. And hmm. I think in, in, in the last, I don't know, like uh, 18 years or something, there must have been like one year that I wasn't in any band and I wasn't performing. And I'm just miserable, you know, so I, 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 I can't stop. I can't stop. It's it's kind of like a like a drug. I think for most of us musicians, you know, the, that we thrive when we're on stage. So we kind of we kind of need it. And and metal, you know, it's just, just I, I like music that's very emo- emotional and very intense and very dramatic. And we hear on the radio most of the times it's a little bit, I don't know, like. I think you have to compromise a lot, you know, so that yeah. you don't like shock people with maybe too much emotion or too much. And metal just allows for everything, anything to happen. So that's that's also why I like it so much. Mm. I reckon, now I might be going out on a limb here, but you might be the most high-profile metal artist hailing from Mexico. Now, I know there's Brujeria, but they're more of a collective. Uh, you know, there's the people yeah. from other countries in the band there. But do you do you get a lot of questions about your understanding of heavy metal in Mexico? Because I've been to Los Angeles and I've spoken to a lot of metal fans uh, from Mexico in Los Angeles. I have, I've been to Mexico once, but I went to Ensenada, which is like a tourist town. Not, not as I've been told, not real Mexico. So <laughs> I didn't get the opportunity to really sort of engross myself in the culture, so to speak. But what, what's your thoughts on the heavy metal community and the heavy metal sounds that are coming out of Mexico? Well, um, to be totally honest with you, like I know that I'm not like familiar with nearly a tenth of what's being produced in Mexico nowadays, and I know that there are more and more things that are coming out. Uh, in my opinion, that the, the most inter- interesting things that that that, ha- that are happening are bands that are trying to make a mixture of of what's being produced in Europe with the mm. with the Mexican roots. You know, I unfortunately cannot name any examples at this moment as my memory is very awful but <laughs> you're right uh, but, but i i do love the you know the, in in general like latin latin american audiences and the mexican audience for instance we're such um passionate mm. people you know so uh, th- th- there's there's so much emotion and passion when you go play for instance in latin america and i think that also reflects in the in the kind of music that 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 it's being made there and i think that's one of our best qualities you know our mm. our fiery <laughs> impulsive passionate selves you know putting just yeah. we, we want to always want to put it all in there yeah yeah no you're not wrong actually because on my podcast series i got a lot of listeners in south america central america and mexico so the majority of my audience actually does come from the United States, believe it or not, even though I'm an Australian. Most of the people on my podcast series, because it's an cool. internet thing, it's global, obviously. They just listen to it wherever they're listening to it, and it happens to be yeah. in the Americas. So you're not wrong. You're bang on point there. And my my wife's actually half Filipino, so I understand that's not a Latin community there in the Philippines, but it's got that influence there from when the Spanish were there. And um, yeah. I try to do what I can, especially via just, you know, I'm not talking about promoting bands or anything like that, but getting bands on my podcast series and my radio show that come from the Philippines. And I've thought long and hard about going into South America and Central America and Mexico and trying to pick up some bands, but none of just, it's got to be, you know, you've got to have the connection. It's, you know, if you, if you, 
contact someone over Facebook or over the internet, they don't know who you are, for example, and they might think that yeah. you're not taking it seriously. But I always look for an opportunity, if you like, to promote music and promote bands, particularly heavy metal bands that are from parts of the world that people haven't heard from before. And uh, South, and, South and Central America and Mexico, there are so many great metal bands over there. We've just seen Kiko Loreno from Angra. No, he wasn't from Angra, was he? Or was he in Angra, joined Megadeth a couple of years back? Um, and I know he's from Brazil originally, but still, I, I know for a fact there are so many wonderful musicians that aren't being given a platform, and I'd love to help out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's that's super cool. And I think, um, you know, one of the biggest problems that that's, that we have in Latin America is, of course, the infrastructure and the, uh, you know, the whole. Hmm. I, I mean, like in Holland, it's in the Netherlands, it's of course different because you have. Uh, a lot of opportunities, you know, like a lot of government support. Well, mm. it's being less and less nowadays with <laughs> yep. the new polit political shiftings, but um, there is some support for for the arts, and there are, you know, like like uh, young people centers where you can go and play with your band, and there's there's a little bit more, um, I would say, opportunity, and I think that 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 makes a that makes a really big difference. Yeah. Um, Although I, I know that this is also, uh, you know, that, that this has also been rising in Mexico, at least, and that it's, it's hmm. getting better and better. So I hope, I hope we can get access to more quality music from yeah. Mexico in the future. Yeah, talent's definitely there. It just needs a, a platform and the pathways, if you like, to getting that music out there. That's really what it comes down to. I know a lot of people in Australia complain because we're a, a set, we're so far away from everybody. It's very hard for an Australian yeah. band to make money, you see, because we're nowhere near Europe and we're nowhere near the, uh, the United States. And um, I've been very encouraging of bands to go to China in particular. Now, this is only... Okay. Yeah, this is only... I, I don't know anything, to be honest with you. I'm just saying where I think things are going, particularly for Australian bands. You know, China is the largest English-speaking nation on the planet. And I, I've, I've met my, my mother-in-law, host Chinese family or Chinese kids, students, and I know they, like, they listen to heavy metal. I know that because I've spoken to them. And there is such a wonderful opportunity there for artists and bands. Yes, you've got to deal with the very rigid political environment that, that is presented there in China. But at the same time, it's still a wonderful opportunity. And I reckon we're about five to ten years away from that dam bursting and a lot of bands being given an opportunity to perform in Asia and Southeast Asia. That, that's super cool, and and I know you know uh, there are so many wonderful things coming out of uh, of Australia. I know some bands that I'm like huge fan of, like uh, Caligula's Horse and and Toe Hider. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you know with Mike Mills, yeah. Th yeah. I think they they do fantastic stuff. So so, so much quality. So yeah, definitely. yeah. I've had a chat to the bassist not too long ago, actually. Caligula's Horse. He's from he's from Brisbane as well, where I'm from, and um, yeah, they're they're doing some pretty serious things over in Europe at the moment. But you're right about Australian bands, and I've talked to a lot of Aussie artists about this because it felt like as though we had to struggle internationally for apart from ACDC. And you know, Rose Tattoo, Silver Chair. There was about five or six bands that really got big in excess aren't metal, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah. lately, okay, we've got Parkway Drive, who were basically headliners underneath Ozzy Osbourne. We've got. Oh my God, I didn't know they were Australian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're named <laughs> after. They're named after the street that they grew up in in Byron Bay, just down the road from me. That's that's where the band oh. comes from. And uh, Thy Art is Murder, they're Brisbane lads as well, I think, or some of the bands come from Brisbane here as well. And they're, So we've got virtually the biggest metalcore band and the biggest deathcore band in the world at the moment. 
And wow. um, we've got a lot of bands coming and touring as well, which gives a lot of opportunity to local bands to support these touring bands because a lot of the touring bands that come here are very professional, very good musicians like you guys, you know, you're, you're world-class, you're pros. So when you come here, a lot of the, the local bands are given an opportunity to get on the shows and they step their game up again, which helps them right. when they go overseas. Brilliant. Yeah, that's how we well, you see. There's uh, there's quite a lot of uh, big examples uh, from Australia. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I think I think um, the internet's broken things open, as we know. The last sort of fifteen years with the internet doesn't matter really where you come from. Last week, I think I spoke to two bands from Iceland, for example. Um, it's fantastic. The globe is just now broken open, in so far as there are a lot less boundary, a lot less barriers. So I just think. I know, like we were saying earlier, the quality of musicians and the talent that rests in Asia and the Americas, Mexico, South and Central America, means that, man, there's just so much good music. I really look forward to what the next sort of 40 years are going to look like when all of these territories open up and these musicians can come out, you know. So, But look, I better ask you a question about you because um, I think my time's almost <laughs> up, isn't it? I think, have I, have I got 15 minutes or 20 minutes? We have we have a minute left, yes. Cool. What do you think the future holds for you? Because as I say, you're extraordinarily talented. You've got an excellent resume. Do you see yourself keeping on playing metal well into the future, or do you think you'll be doing something else? Well, you know, like I said, I, I, I uh, there's it's something that that I that I need and 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 I have to keep doing. You know, it's 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 my drug. It's performing live is one of the things that I love the most in life, and 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 writing music and making music with. Uh, with with great people, you know, be, being in a band uh, surrounded by excellent musicians, that's I, I just love that, you know, to be mm. able to go on stage with a bunch of people that are fantastic, and and that's what I plan on doing. I mean, I want to keep doing it, um, you know, making different kinds of music because I have also a very very broad taste. So, um, for instance, going to release a solo album in the near future, and that's Wonderful. like completely yep. different. It's just like chamber music, you know, piano and strings. Yes. Um, and also going on tour with mine. I'm really looking forward to 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 that. So, yeah, mm. making all kinds of music and and performing. Hopefully, you know, well into the future. As long as my body allows me to do it, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> well, I look forward to keeping up with your career, okay? I look forward to that solo album coming out as well. That was going to be my final question, actually, if you, if you were going to do a solo project, but you've just answered it. So I'm, I'm going to look forward to that. And I really hope to see you guys down here in Australia sometime on supporting this album because it is a great album. But, gosh, I'd love to see you play it live. Thank you. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the conversation. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. No worries. Cheers. Bye. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and I host the Scars and Guitars podcast series. That was a conversation between myself and Marcella Bovio from the band Mayan. Thank you so much for tuning in.